Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of NG Meets. I hope you're all staying safe and uh, continuing to handle this time as best you can, um, despite what seem like confusing and at times contradictory um, messages being passed down. But you're all doing your best, looking out for each other, and maybe starting to uh, feel a little bit better about things at this tough time. Uh, this week's episode. I am chatting to Tyler Henrique White. Now, Tyler was one of the organisers of the uh, anti-racism protest that took place at Forest Rec earlier this year. Uh, along with her friends uh, Shan and Janelle, they organised that event where you know around 5,000 people turned out uh, and, uh, to protest against racism. And you know, obviously, a lot of that was going along across the world in light of the. The brutal murder of George Floyd in America and numerous other incidents. Uh, we talk about some of that in the show. In the aftermath of that, they, the three of them were looking at what they could do next and making sure that you know that change happened this time because we've seen these protests in the past and again we keep coming back to them. So they formed an organisation called Next Gen Movement. The Next Gen Movement they describe as a millennial driven organisation focusing on empowering the youth, fighting against racism and being a voice for the community to create permanent change and what they're basically doing is getting out there and trying to make a permanent and actual change. Uh, they are meeting with uh, absolutely dozens of organisations from the police to the council to uh, kids groups such as um, as Python Club um, and the Tomorrow Project and other people and uh, Kieran who was a guest on the show earlier this year they have met with him about the work he does with helping kids achieve so they are basically about the next level and about taking this feeling at the moment and taking it forward and I have to say I haven't spoken to Tyler and I haven't seen the work they're doing it is quite frankly incredible uh, that after I think they've been around about two months and they've got so much going on. I highly recommend you check out their page on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash next gen movement UK to see the stuff they've got going on. Uh, they keep you up to date on the meeting, they're having the, the groups they're meeting with, but also they've got workshops and projects they're working on, some that they're looking to try and get funded with so you can find links to uh, to GoFundMe campaigns on there see how you can support this because obviously they're a small organisation and there's so much that needs to be done and um, so I had a chat with Tyler and we talked about uh, the next gen movement what they're hoping to achieve um, building around education empowerment uh, employment so and, and things like that so it was a fascinating chat talked about what's going on we talked about the hidden racism uh, I think one of the key things is, and we see a lot obviously is in terms of retaliation to this, about this being an American problem. We talk about the, the sort of subtle more underhanded racism that you often see in the workplace or just in, in general, you know, in, in small comments that people maybe don't even realise. And it's not all about outspoken groups like, you know, the EDL, BMP, uh, National Front, those kind of groups. And that's why education, I think, is key. So it was fascinating to talk to, to Tyler about 
about things like that and we talked about some of the obviously the reaction we've seen and we're still seeing and we can still see why it's important we can look at the reaction uh, to the incident at the weekend when a black MP was pulled over by the police and some of the reaction we've seen to that we've all seen obviously what happened in London after the BLM protests and you know and the all lives matter kind of gangs response to that who um, as we said are very quiet in the midst of the debate over migration at the moment but there that's a whole different debate so as an absolutely tongue covered in this um we talk about ways that people can help and you know educate themselves learn more it's important everybody needs to be a part of this for it to succeed everybody needs to uh, look at themselves the people around them the communities uh, scores and everything about that if we're going to make this better and that is vital that's what we need to do uh, a quick mention before we go into the episode there is actually a black lives matter march although taking place this saturday uh, although this is unorganized by uh, the next gen movement team they are supporting it that's at the taking place in the old market square at 12 p.m on the 15th so you know um, if you are able and want to you can go along to that uh, obviously do bear in mind you know social distancing regulations you know mass face masks and and being careful and looking after yourselves but if you can get down there that's you know a thing to support so that's taking place on Saturday. As I said, check out the Next Gen Movement on Facebook. Uh, as I mentioned in the show, they're working on a website that's going to be like a hub for everything. So that'll be well worth checking out. There's also a couple of um, other things that come up in the show. We talk about a couple of books that I recommend that people can check out. And uh, we include all them links in the, the write-up for the episode that you can find at ngdigital.podbean.com where you can find all our episodes as ever we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts. So this I think is a vitally important episode. Please listen to it. Please let me know what you think of it. Um it'd be great to hear feedback on this as it is on all our episodes and you know please share it about with people once you've listened to it. So this is NG Meets Next Gen Movement. Welcome to NG Meets and my guest today is Tyler Henriquez-White who is from the Next Gen Movement which is a community, Nottingham community organisation fairly recently started and she's joined mm-hmm. us today to talk about the work they're doing. So uh, Tyler if you want to kick us off just tell us a little bit about who Next Gen Movement are and, and why and how they started. Yeah, so um, it was myself and um, two of my friends, uh, Shannon and Janelle. Um, so we've known each other for well over 10 years now. Um, and it started when um, there were lots of protests happening around the UK. 
we saw these were happening and collectively we were just kind of sick and tired of seeing the same thing happen day in day out you know black people being mistreated being killed being discriminated against and um, you know wrongfully stopped by the police etc and we were waiting for a nottingham protest and um rather than waiting we decided to put one on and um, so we never did a protest before attended a protest before so it was all quite new to us um it turned out to be a really powerful day um and it was nice to see so many people from all different walks of life all different ages come together um and that really kind of um it it drove us to set up what now is next gen movement after the protest um so it's run by the three of us and the focus is really just to be the voice for the community obviously fight against racism systemic racism um, I'm really focusing on empowering um, the youth, uh, particularly in Nottingham, um, which is where we want to start. Um, so we've kind of got four focuses um, that we're, this are called values, and they are the four E's. So it's education, employability, uh, empowerment and engagement. Um, so basically education's around um, making sure where the education system is fair and it's a, it's a true representation uh, rather than it just being, you know, slavery, talking about yeah. slavery as black history. We don't see that as black history. That's white history because the black people were the victims. So it's not yeah. our history. Um, so we really want to focus on changing the curriculum under, you know, the, the education system. Um, with employability, we want to make sure that the the recruitment process is improved um, and it's not, it's making sure that people aren't subject to any, you know, discrimination or prejudice when they go through the employment process. So promoting things like blind CVs and things like that um, and really trying to educate workplaces on things such as microaggressions, um, you know, because I've personally, I've experienced them, you know, the little comment here and there, yeah. um, oh, is that your real hair or you know oh you i'm almost as dark as you and you know just those little comments yeah. where they're still racist we kind of describe it as the, the british way of being racist very subtle but it's still racism um so we really want to focus on on that under employability um engagement is about uh, which i'll talk a bit about a bit more later um but it's about engaging the community and the youth um through things like workshops and projects um, so we've got a couple of projects um, that we're looking to start as soon as possible and workshops. Um, and we've noticed that a lot of the, um, well, there's very few left now, but the youth and the community centres, they don't actually offer many things other than sport, which is fine yeah. for some people. But in this day and age, you know, a 13-year-old probably doesn't want to sit around all day watching a film or playing ping pong. They probably want to, you know, learn things like about social media, just things that are relevant to the times, basically, um, is what we really want to do. And then empowerment is um, focusing on empowering the youth. So it's linked to self-love, um, you know, their mental health. So um, a lot of young black people have, have experienced trauma in relation to racism from their childhood. Um, so, you know, really empowering them, um, making sure that they, you know, know their roots, know their history, um and to make sure that they're confident in themselves basically so that's kind of how it started and and what the organization is uh, in a nutshell so yeah 
you know, one of the interesting things that came out there is it sounds like uh, when you were planning the protest event um, yeah. at Forestfield, and at, at that point, that was sort of that was the full plan that you were working on. So is that, am I right that so the the whole next gen movement came after the after the yeah. protest itself? So it's quite amazing actually how fast that's moved um because that's what yeah. a month two months ago maybe and the fact yeah, that you've so, got such a structure in place so quickly and i think that's i think that's pretty incredible oh thank you yeah i mean we i mean initially we we put it on we didn't expect it to to be as, as big as it was it was around four thousand people at the protest i think and at first we were just going to have it in the market square in, in nottingham city center um and then we actually ended up moving it to the forest because of the numbers. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's moved so quickly. Um, it's been so, you know, it's been really fast paced and it's, it's, it's more than any of us were, you know, ever expecting. Um, we're still uh, in the process of, you know, building the organisation, uh, you know, educating ourselves and things like that. But yeah, no, it's definitely moved uh, super fast. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I don't, uh, my partner went to the, the protest and I think when oh, you can... Yeah when you consider um you know everything that's going on at the moment in terms of the coronavirus the lockdown it's quite yeah. incredible how successful that was given obviously you know a lot of people um were unable to come due to to shielding and lockdown reasons um, it's yeah. just, you know yeah. it's this is a very difficult and 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 it's a very difficult time to get people talking about anything beyond um, the virus and the impact that's had. Yeah, so exactly. I think, you know, I've had, you know it's, it, is, it has taken over the, the world effectively. So I think it's, I mean, it says something about how, you know, the way this issue um, has grown and, and where people are in terms of what's going on, that even in the midst of everything that's going on it was like that you know now people are now feeling that they've got to speak out and yeah. you know because um and i think you talked about this in in other um interviews and things what happened obviously george the george floyd incident was the catalyst for this in america but that wasn't and yeah. that wasn't an incident that's unusual you know unusual in america We've seen this no. time and time again, and it's interesting that that this time it feels like you know we've seen protests in in the past, and we've seen unrest in the past in in you know in response to events like this, even in you know in London, in Tottenham yeah. in 2011. But this is the first time it's there's felt this sustained um, sort of belief behind it. Where it's not where people are saying look, that you know it's no good with you know getting angry, but then just going back and carrying on. It's we've got to keep going this time, or we'll be we'll all be back doing this again in in two years. Or so exactly, it feels, yeah, yeah, it feels different. This it definitely time. feels different. Definitely, yeah, um, and and just like you said, we can't just kind of get angry and, and stop there. That that was one of the reasons after the protest were like you know we don't just want it to end here we really want to make real change 
Um, and it's been called one of the, it's been called the biggest civil rights movement in history. Um, just the fact, I mean, it was 50 states that did protest. Yeah. Um, from, this was from June, I'm not sure about today, because I know there's been some more since June, but 18 countries have had Black Lives Matter protest. Um, and it's actually, there's been a lot of people around the country that have since protest set up their own organisations or it's kind of prompted them to want to do extra things in their community, um, you know, towards equal rights, basically. That's all we're asking for, equal rights. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it definitely feels different this time. Um, and we don't want it to, you know, be a trend because to, to some people it, it does seem like it's a bit of a trend and it's, you know, aesthetically pleasing on their social media to have, um, you know, a picture of them at a protest holding a sign up and then they just kind of leave it at that. But yeah. that's really, you know, not what we want. We want to make a real change, like I say, um, to start in Nottingham. And then hopefully we can we can influence or work with other cities as well going forward. So, yeah. Yeah, Again, yeah as you say, it's, it's about sustaining it, isn't it? And, you know, particularly once um, that sort of real, I guess, the real sort of fury has sort of died, died down into that sort of, you know the anger will still be there but people can only obviously can't keep out the protests will only do go so far and, yeah. and then it's about where you go next which obviously is what you your organization is looking at and one of the, and you talked about there your your four key points and i think one of the key things that's that again feels like it's been talked about this time that hasn't been talked about in the past has been education yes um, and and that is, as you say, that is so key because uh, you know we all I think we all look back at what we learn at school, and you know there's that there's the old the old saying isn't there you know um, history is written by the victors so to speak so you know we only learn what they consider be the the great things about Britain so we yes. you know we we don't you know at least when I went to school I don't recall learning about the awful things that Britain did during. Um, you know, during its history, when it was, mm -hmm. uh, you know, going around ruling the world, and we're told about how it took democracy out, but we're not told about how it oppressed people and killed people and and, and, exactly. and enslaved people, as you say. So it's it's so important, and I think you're seeing that with, you know, with what's happening with we're seeing for the first time, you know, buildings being renamed yeah um, and, and so it, it definitely again it feels it feels different and i think and but i think education is as you say is so key yeah. it really is and from a really young age as well even from mm. sort of you know primary school age before they get to secondary school and before they have too much influence from um sometimes home life because we've spoke to some people and um, that we've met since the protest or at the protest um, and they've said, you know, they're, they're, they're white and they've said, you know, I've been brought up uh, in a fairly racist household and it's meant that I've had to unlearn so many different things mm. and educate myself. Um, and, it's, it's, you know, it's difficult. I mean, I'm educating myself um, on the real black history, but then you've also got people who aren't black who are, who are doing the same, which is, which is amazing. You know, they're, they're, take, they're coming out of their, um, I suppose, comfort zone because, you know, their family... Uh, may have completely different 
views to them um, and they're you know they're going to protest they're watching documentaries reading books and really you know taking a, a proactive approach to to learn more and, and learn the truth so yeah no it's um it, it's been it's been amazing to see you know the support and um and yeah people just basically rallying behind us and yeah yeah, I think one of the interesting things I saw in the aftermath as well was was talk about particularly, you know, white people, instead of just asking the black community, what should I do? Actually going out and learning themselves. Stop expecting exactly. you know, the black community to to answer all the questions or to provide the route forward. You know, go out and learn these things like you say, you know watch things like um 13th for example yeah on, on netflix which is incredible and i mean i and, and read you know books like um natives or you know i'm no longer talking to white people about race the, the yeah the, the stuff is out there so stop expecting to be spoon fed yeah uh, exactly. the response i think is key and again it's like you say because i I think back to being a child and yeah. I think back to to the way people just casually talked about um you know the way the, the names used to refer things to like to like the local shop yes or I know what the, you're talking the about takeaway mm. and yeah. I think back and I think that I knew those words for those places before I ever had any clue what they meant yeah and like you say, and that so when you're putting that into someone to people at a young age, it's no wonder they don't comprehend the problem mm-hmm. or have more difficulty because you know again the education's not there. Um, exactly, it's such I, a shame that it's so normalised as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, uh, I, I mean at least my experience is that's a lot better. But then mm-hmm. I, not within the same kind of communities that I was at the, when I was saying maybe I don't know what it's like on the school playground as much now. I only know, um, you know from a personal point of view. But yeah, you know, um, I think you know, obviously, social media is offers both ends it offers a great learning resource and a great way to educate yourself but it also offers a um as we've seen it offers a platform for people that maybe kept certain views quiet and hidden or within Mm -hmm. the home and now and i think we've all seen what happened after you know the referendum etc we saw certainly sort of feels like a spike in that kind of uh, racist xenophobic attitudes were coming out so yeah um, i think we that's something that as a society and as a that is is figuring how we're going to deal with the social media side of things and the account yeah. uh, where the accountability holds there exactly yeah yeah no social media is such a powerful thing yeah um you know it, a lot of negative comes out of it um like you say you know xenophobia and, and racism um but there's, there's also a lot of um, positive as well in terms of the amount of things, the, the amount of education is more easily accessible.
accessible yeah. uh, for our generation, I think, as opposed to, you know, 20 years ago, for example. Um, yes. So definitely more accessible to, to find things um, and to just educate yourself, basically. So, yeah. Yeah. I have spoken to people in the past, though, that said, obviously, because one of the, obviously a great thing about social media is, is getting information and it probably made it, you know, a lot easier for for yourselves in terms of putting the protest event on and getting out there. But um, I've spoken to people in the past who've also said that it's also meant that people can feel like they're doing something without actually having to go out. And so it's, you know, people aren't necessarily going to take it to the streets with their activism because they can just post, mm-hmm. and I think you mentioned it earlier, you can just post a supportive message or, you know, or image or whatever on screen rather than you know in the past when your only option really was to take to the streets exactly yeah yeah. and some people don't like you said about you know COVID-19 a lot of people still you know at the time of the protest didn't feel comfortable and still don't feel so comfortable being out there which is fair enough you know and it's their it's their right it's their choice to be able to to do that um but like you say you know loads of encouraging messages even just asking you know, if you've got um, any black friends, how are they feeling during this time? You know, what what's going on um, in their mind kind of thing. Um, and also there's petitions that you can sign um, if yeah. you actively aren't you know, out in the community, but you feel like you want to make a difference. Um, there's petitions um, and you can donate to, um, there's something called Black Minds Matter. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but it's basically... Um, a platform for um, black people to seek therapy that have experienced trauma or they may be going through uh, depression, anxiety in relation to um, racism. Um, So, you know, there's there's lots of different things that people can do. Um, Of course, we've got a a GoFundMe page as well, um, which is for funds towards some of the community projects that we want to start um, within the next few weeks. Um, so just a couple of those that we're looking to launch is, um, and it kind of links to what I said about um, youth clubs and having um, more relevant and up-to-date courses for youth. So there's uh, one about social media marketing. Um, so that's going to be a workshop for people aged between sort of 14 and 18. Um, and it's going to make sure that they can um, build on their social media to, to market their skills. Yeah. Um, and it's really a creative course um, and it's linked into how to use social media and make it into a business as well. Um, there's also going to be one around black excellence um, and that's for young black and mixed race children aged between 8 to 16. Um, and it's just going to look into British black history, uh, business, culture um, and just to again help to empower them. Yeah, just to educate them basically on, on the real history. Um, and there's, there's going to be other things such as, you know, referee training, um, film and video editing, um, how to start a side hustle. So there's lots of different things uh, and ideas that we've got floating around. But they're the main five projects that we wanted to launch um, going into sort of the mid-August, um, which we're really excited about. So it should be, should be really good. Excellent. As uh, like you say, I mean, you know, it's incredible the way this organization um the way it's developing and growing and and the opportunities that it's presenting obviously there you know hopefully people listening will check out uh, the work you're doing in the, the camp at the go for me campaign 
yeah, we'll, we'll make sure there's a link up to that. Uh, yeah. Because obviously this, that's what you need the support to be able to carry out these fantastic ideas. Um, yeah, exactly, yeah. So with regards to the, the protest event, did you get much um, pushback in, in regards to obviously the timing? with because um, obviously that that's been thrown about quite a bit hasn't it the that you know the, the midst of a lockdown yeah um, and and obviously a lot of the people saying this were using that as an excuse they're the, they're the same people that will be against protesting no matter when it's done yeah but it did it did give them it did give them sort of a target didn't it so I'm just yeah, wondering yeah, how definitely. was that something that weighed quite heavily on you when you were organising that? Because obviously we we are in the midst of this event and we are being told, you know, from all angles what we've got to do. Yeah. Um, well, we did. Yeah. So we we as much, we have got absolutely loads of support, which was great. But then there was obviously you know the negative comments. So um, not sure um, post. They put a few articles out about the protest leading up to it and afterwards. Of course, there were some really nasty comments, some racist and some yeah. just purely against the fact um, of protesting just because of a pandemic. Um, you know, and, and like I said earlier, I understand not, not everyone's going to be in, in agreement with, you know, gatherings during a pandemic. And, and I totally get that. Um, there were the people that did come um, that were cautious about COVID. There was an option to actually social distance. Um, towards sort of the middle and the back, people were still able to social distance, yeah. which was great. Um, and we also got help um, from a lovely guy called Alex, who came and handed out free PP to some of the people there as well, which was lovely. Um, but yeah, of course, the negative comments weren't nice. We do, do try to, um, you know, ignore them, especially the ones on the the news article comments and things like that. Um, but we definitely did get um, quite a few. Um, negative comments about it which you know it, it, it's not nice but um not everyone's going to be supportive and, and friendly and nice are they unfortunately yeah. so yeah, yeah like i say that i think i mean obviously they, they will and i'm sure it's not difficult to tell the difference between those that are genuinely concerned about the timing and and the virus yeah. and those that are using that as an excuse you know, they're the, they're the same people that if it was in other time of year was, would be saying you shouldn't be doing it on a work day or you shouldn't be allowed to block the roads yeah. or they just, exactly. they just, they don't mind you having something to say as long as they don't have to hear it. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. You can't please everyone. There's always going to be some yeah. uh, people that are disagree or people that are just simply negative. Well, um, I mean, we've seen what happened in London, haven't we, I think. So, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. The counter protest. Yes. Yeah. Um um and I, I was looking at uh, an article you did or an interview you did with Left Lion and yeah. you, you talked about one of the issues that's come up. And now we've seen this a lot of this idea that um because obviously this built up or was instigated by the aftermath of the, the George Floyd murder. And the, yeah. you know the call for not only the uh, arrest and charge of the officers involved, but also to finally do something about what is a clearly an issue within the 
the police in America and the systematic racism um, yeah. and the murders. But that led to a lot. We saw a lot of people saying that this is an American problem, which it clearly isn't. And I think you, um, in in the article, I saw it was pointed out that I think this is the only country, Britain's the only place that had a counter protest. Um, yeah. And also, uh, we saw uh, the the little the plane that flew over. Uh, I think it was Manchester City's ground during a match with Burnley. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. I think, I think we've we've always I think there's always been a little bit of a British attitude that that it's not really a problem here, is it? You know, and we you know mm-hmm. we see this thing about old Britain were the first to um, end slavery, which you know isn't actually true. I think uh, Haiti and places like that were ahead mm-hmm. of us, but even then, you know, that is just again, it's just another way, of, I guess. Of, people wanting to bury their head in the the sand yeah Um, exactly yeah I mean it's very I suppose to some people it's not obvious um but there's definitely racism in the UK um there's definitely police brutality uh in the UK um we're lucky that you know they're not all armed like they are in America so it's a lot easier for them to just kind of fire the gun and instantly kill um someone um, but yeah, I mean, we we did actually a community survey um, where we got a, just over 500 responses, I think. And we asked people their opinions and kind of what they wanted to see change. Um, and a lot of them were linked into education, but also police. Yeah. Um, and all people are asking for is to just be treated with respect because it's, it's very clear. I mean, I've seen it myself and there's a lot of other community um leaders if you like that have seen similar things for their own eyes where you know the, the even the way in which particularly young black males but black people in general are approached um and how they're treated um in comparison to um white people it is it's very clearly different um i've got one example um someone was stopped and searched eight times in one day um didn't find anything and we're in the process at the moment of actually educating ourselves on know your rights so people actually know what should happen in these sorts of scenarios because I'm sure you're supposed to get a ticket every time you get stops and search um well that doesn't happen nine times out of ten and that's just that's only one example um you know there's times where people have had their nose broken by police during arrests um, you know, they've been killed in police custody by police. So, yeah, it's definitely an issue in England, uh, in the UK, sorry. And I just wish people would would open their eyes, really. And it, all the information's out there. It's not yeah. an assumption. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a shame that not everyone understands it. But, you know, the education and accessibility to education is getting better. Um, so all we can do is is hope that, those ignorant people you know educate themselves um and uh, yeah get clued up on it i suppose so well i don't, I don't think our um main you know major media organizations in this country particularly help in that aspect yeah also, not. i think there's a lot of people don't want to acknowledge something that something like the police force that we're, we're brought up to think is this noble endeavour, 
and obviously mm. a lot of people get into that that there's an, an issue with it and so it's easier to to look for simple answers so it makes yeah. people to make people feel better but that doesn't solve obviously doesn't solve um, the problem as you've said there's clearly a problem there it, exactly and it was just last night well yesterday evening that we actually had a meeting with Nottinghamshire police um, so we've already had a, a, a call with them, but they actually put together a, a I suppose, a, a focus group, I suppose. Um, so it was Next Gen Movement that were there. Um, and there were a few other organisations there as well. Um, and a few people from different uh, areas in the police. So there was the hate crime unit that were there, uh, superintendents. So there was quite a few people um, there just to kind of talk about the current issues. Um, but it was actually a really good platform for us to be able to ask those difficult questions. Um, it, it seems like they are, you know, keen to make a change. It's a shame that it's taken the death of George Floyd and the protests um, and, you know, everyone making noise for them to, to, to make a change. Um, but we're really, you know, looking to and keen to work with them as well as the Nottingham Council, um, City Council, um, to really, I suppose, we want to walk together rather than them kind of leading behind us. Um, and we really want to be able to guide them and to be the voice of the community um, to talk about what people are thinking, um, how they're feeling, um, and, and just to really explain why people don't trust the police, you know, because people have got their own anxieties, even I've got my own anxieties. Um, well, most certainly in the past, um, they're supposed to be there to protect us, but it really doesn't feel that way a lot of the time. Um, and there are so many people in this city um, that really would do anything other than call the police if they were in trouble. They really would not feel comfortable with any circumstance to call the police, which is, which is shocking. So we really do want to change it um, and help to help to build trust but it's definitely going to take a lot of work from their end um, to help build that community trust back up again so yeah yeah definitely, definitely. It's, but it's I think it's I guess it's, it's key and it's at least the positive that they are engaging uh, with groups like yourself you know because as you say you know it needs everybody coming together yeah moving this forward and i've seen obviously you've been uh, meeting with lots of different groups and organizations i know you've i think you've you've been talking to the people from the the, the nottingham project which obviously is a fantastic new initiative uh, and groups yeah. like um helping kids achieve who yeah. um <clears throat> we we had kieran on earlier in the year and obviously the, the yeah, work, the work, yeah, and the work he's doing and his group are doing uh, is is, in, is just fantastic stuff. And you know, like you were talking about giving uh, kids opportunities that they they're not necessarily getting elsewhere. Exactly, and what we're also working with uh, the Python Club as well, yeah. who do a similar thing to helping kids achieve. And it's nice for us to be able to, well, for other organisations to be open to collaborating with us because we don't want to. Um, be counterproductive and just repeat things that have already been yeah. done in the city um, and of course they're going to be a lot more experienced than us you know they've been in in the game for a lot longer than we have in terms of community work so 
yeah it's been it's been really good to work together and we're still working together on um particularly on the community projects and the workshops as well so yeah they've been they've been a really good help for us fantastic it's, I've, oft, I've often said i do feel like um that nottingham um or these the organizations groups in nottingham the collaboration it always seems to be really fantastic groups always seem to be very keen to work together um yeah. as, a, as opposed to against each other or you know like you say um you know repeating or doing you know reinventing the wheel which exactly know, is isn't helping anyone um but no. yeah I, I mean again it's you've got <laughs> it's so much going on it's and so much you've already accomplished it's quite staggering that um oh, at the beginning of this year you you know the next gen movement didn't exist um i know exactly yeah, i think it's great that we're all friends um yes. which makes it a lot easier day to day but yeah it's definitely been manic as, as a friend group then of these sort of community event type thing was that were you already involved in that kind of thing or is this completely brand new to all of you yeah so <clears throat> it's completely brand new in terms of like we've not been to a protest before um and we've not really done community work as such uh, in the past and this is definitely something that's very new to us which is um another key reason why we're working with some of the community leaders as well um for mentorship um support uh, as well as collaboration um but yeah no i mean we've always been very we've always been very close for like over 10 years we've always been very outspoken as well um and very passionate um, and we've always been very passionate about these issues. Um, but since the protest, it's definitely given us that extra push to, um, you know, get out there and um, and do the things that we're doing. So, yes, again, it's, I wouldn't have guessed that it, you were all so new to this. Um, but that's testament, I guess, to the, to the passion and, and how important it is to you all. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even speaking to... Um, you know, like the news, for example, and on the radio. Um, Janelle is a presenter on Kemet FM. Uh, so she's already, you know, she's a DJ as well. So she's, you know, really confident with speaking to just anyone, really. Um, and it, it's definitely, I've, I've just had to get over my, you know, anxieties and my shyness um, with, with speaking to people and, and I think it, it's quite natural when you're speaking about something that you're passionate about anyway um and that's something that you know you, you really enjoy doing um but yeah it's definitely um it's definitely a lot a lot bigger than we thought it would be but it's all good <laughs> such a, a weird weird time for us all um yeah um I don't know I, don't, I, I wonder whether that maybe has played a part in why um, the response to what happened has been different this time because I guess maybe people were paying more attention because obviously yeah. how in to a degree the, the the world has somewhat slowed down for a lot of people if that makes sense um, yeah definitely for, for a lot of us we're stuck or you know we've we've been very limited in what we can do and maybe this meant people have had more time to to see what's happening, to to follow what's happening, because you know it's it's very difficult 
the news cycle moves so fast. And we've, I've seen this in other issues, you know, something blows up a big issue and quickly then is overtaken by something else. But yeah. and, and, and at the same time, we're all obviously running around um, day to day doing what we have to do. While that, to a degree, somewhat has slowed down. So maybe it's given people a time to actually pay more attention to what's going on. You know, we can look at the, the, what people are having to say rather than just seeing the headlines. Uh, maybe that's, and, and I guess people as also, I think there's a, um, I guess people is quite a, a time at the moment as well where people's feelings are already um, quite hyped and sparked. So yeah. um, people are, I guess maybe it may be that it's making people uh, more responsive. Uh, I, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm just, I just find it interesting that it's, it feels different and it feels more sustained yet. It isn't new. Yeah, you know, we exactly. all know. You know, I'm sure we all remember. You know, Eric Garner. We all remember Trayvon Martin. Uh, um, I saw something not long ago. Uh, I think it was a, a video for a song, and they started putting names at the end of the video. Of, yeah. of, uh, and this uh, this was obviously America, but. It just kept going and going, and to the point where the like the name started having to fill up the screen as opposed to be one at a time. So I know it's so shocking. Yeah, it? and and obviously even now we we know um, Brianna Taylor. I'm sure many people have heard that, and even there, that's yeah. at the moment no one seems to be being held to account to what seems a, a blatantly obvious case of um, of. Uh, murder exactly i dread yeah. to think like how a family feels yeah. as well that she's just on constant you know memes and yes majority of it is you know supportive but they, they want justice at the end of the day so it must just be so heartbreaking for yeah. her family and her friends um because it's heartbreaking to me you know and i don't know her so i can't yeah. imagine what her family feels like during this time it's just that whole situation really and and, and what happened is it is disgusting um and it just kind of proves the point that you know we're not we've not got equal rights yet i mean why if that was someone that was white would you know what would happen then i mean yeah. would this would the same thing happen um so yeah it's um i mean for me you mentioned about you know people kind of slowing down and things like that with, with lockdown and the pandemic um i've been on furlough and it's made me reflect on a lot of things. So the current events, um, but also things that have happened in the past uh, in America, in the UK, and also personal to me as well. Yeah. And I'm sure Shannon, Janelle can, um, you know, sort of echo that, that they've had time to, because we've slowed down, you've, it gives you a chance to actually reflect and think, oh my gosh, like, you know, I can't believe that so many things have happened. And, you know, why didn't I why didn't I do this sooner um so yeah it's it's been a really crazy time um and yeah we just want positive change for the for the future we don't want to be sat 10 years 20 years from now having the same conversations with mm. the same people um you know we things really just need to change and 
it's almost like some people think we're asking for something unreasonable, but we're really not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I think... uh, it should it should be simple, but it's not. So yeah, it's it's you know it's it's so it's like you say it's it's, it's so obvious, um, but then um, you know the the people that are 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 fighting back against it. You know these are. The disingenuous one when they say things like "all lives matter" and things like that. Um, yeah, I think most of us yeah. can see through what they're really saying, and you know. Yeah. But it's the trouble with that is it. It sounds like they care, um, or at least it, I think that mm-hmm. that one has. Um, hopefully, I think most people have have seen through that one. But I mean that you know, we saw that happen. I think when. Black Lives Matter first launched, didn't we? And we saw that, and we saw Blue Lives Matter, and um, yeah. Uh, but I think obviously a key thing, I guess, will be how this then is kept going once um, things get a bit more back to normal, as they're slowly starting to. And I guess that's why it's so important to keep it to keep it going now, and to um, yeah. You know that I don't know if momentum's the right word, but it can't. You know, to keep people yeah, talking it, about it. Yes, um, like I say, because it's you know, otherwise it's not going to change, and there are plenty of uh, people in, in particularly in powerful places that would quite like it to go quiet again. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, some of them in extremely. Yeah, powerful places at least for now um definitely so- i mean we, de- we definitely want the conversation to continue we're, we're always we've got social media platforms so we've got you know instagram and facebook and um, we try to post as regularly as possible just with updates on what we're up to but also like little education pieces that people can you know read upon and, and petitions that they can sign um and you speak about people in in powerful places being uh, uncomfortably silent on the matter or uh, against it, um, which is a shame. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if you know Nadia Whitten. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, so she's been absolutely amazing. She's been so supportive. She actually came to the protest as well. Yes. Um, yeah, so um, we had a catch up with her um, probably quite a while in, back in June, um, just like a, a, an informal sort of chit chat. Um, but it's nice to know that, you know, we've, that there are people in power that are supporting us. Um, and, you know, we've got power in numbers. Um, we've got our followers. We've got the people that came to the protest and, and they're so supportive um, and so open to to educating themselves and, and helping us. And we've got so many, you know, amazing donations as well um, towards our projects. So that's kind of how we're going to continue you know keeping the conversation going through social media through the the community work that we're going to be doing over the coming months and and beyond and yeah we just encourage people to do to do the same you know not everyone can do community work of course um but even just through social media you know let's not silence this issue let's continue speaking about it because it's it's not like it's solved you know, it's it's still no. going on. People are still being killed. Um, so we yeah, we just need to keep speaking about it, basically. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you say, you know, you often hear people say, well, you know, it's a lot better than it was, you know, in yeah. 50 years or whatever. It's like, it was, yeah, but, it, but that that doesn't mean you stop. You know, it might be better, but it's quite clear we still don't have equality. I mean, you talked earlier in the episode when you were talking about your, the, the four E's and you mentioned employability. Yeah. And we all, I think it's well known that, it, you know, that people can be rejected to a job purely on having um, a non-white sounding name. Yeah. Uh, I think you mentioned blind uh, CVs. But yes, obviously that yeah. even that only gets someone in the door. Exactly. Um, and I, I mean, I've seen people, you know, I've seen people posting about being turned down for, you know, for rent and renting accommodation. Yeah. Um, you know, based on as soon as they've told someone the name, suddenly a place isn't available. Um, and, you know, so it's a, a lot, a lot yeah. still to do. And I think, I think it's, it's a lot that I guess people, I think one of the problems is when you've got groups out there like, um, you know, the BMP, EDL and things like that, that people can say mm. are quite blatantly and obviously racist and not hiding it. Yeah. They, they allow the more subtle systematic things to somewhat go under the radar mm-hmm. because yeah. they don't seem racist in the same way as something like that. And I think, I think there's a lot of, I think, I think you might have said something, mentioned it earlier in the show. I think you called it British racism, which is that, I guess the more subtle, maybe where people don't necessarily even realize it. Yeah, the microaggressions. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and the, sort of, the ignorance. Yeah, yeah. Um, so things like you don't sound black, or you're very yeah. articulate. Th- th- those little comments that people, you know, they may not think are racist. I would hope after, you know, the, well, over the last couple of months that they now know that it's not right to to say things like that. Um, but it's really common. I mean, I've had. Mm. Uh, a lot of those types of things said to me. Um, I used to work in a call centre, for example, and uh, customers sometimes uh, would say, oh, you, you know, are you black? You don't sound black. Um, yeah. Or people, you know, grabbing on, touching my hair. Like, why, why, would, you, why would you do that? It's almost like, you know, I, I'm not being treated like I'm a human. It's almost yeah. like I'm an alien sometimes, you know? Um, so, yeah. Um, or people say, you know, oh yeah, play the race card. It's not always about mm. race. Um, those sorts of things. And that links quite a lot into employability as well, because we want to be able to provide real diversity training in a workplace that's not gen- generic. Yeah. Um, because, you know, a lot of those big corporations um, have inclusion and diversity training. It's often very, very generic. Um, but we really want to focus on, you know, identifying what microaggressions are how to identify them, what to do if you hear someone say that, the understanding different cultures as well, so to not be ignorant or racist to people, um, because a lot of it is ignorance. People just aren't bothered. Um, so, yeah. 
definitely i mean we, we, we call it the british way of being racist there are obviously people that are very much you know they'll, they'll say racial slurs you know very openly face um but people you know british people have the uh, reputation of being quite polite well i've yeah. not seen that many well <laughs> it's a bit of both um and that's why i'm, I'm kind of calling it the british way yeah. of being racist so yeah yeah, I think I think I can't remember where I I saw it, but it, I think part of it comes from this this idea that, or in this you know, I guess in in much of the Western world that that white is the sort of normal, so anything else is different. Sorry, I didn't. So, I missed that. So so um, I, I think I can't remember. It might have been in in natives or you know Carla's book something, but it's the sort of that this the the West, I guess, to a degree, is built on this sort of idea that that white is the normal. Mm-hmm. So that's like the the basic. So everything that, like you said, everything else is is considered different. So you don't sound black, or you know, yeah. or that's that's not a black sounding name. Yeah. Or even, and I talked about this with my partner. I even talked about from a personal point of view. If, if I'm talking about you know, I was talking about, say, um, a Samuel L. Jackson film, mm-hmm. and you were describing him to somebody. You would say, "Oh, um, you know, the first thing you would say is the black actor." Yes, yeah, exactly. If, I was, but if you were, this is if you were describing Brad Pitt to somebody, you wouldn't go the white actor. Exactly. And yeah, it's something that. Is so normalised mm-hmm. that even I say I've even talked to my partner about you know that, about that myself. So I think it's yeah. so easy, um, and but I think that's again you know hopefully that's the kind of thing that people will start to realise. It's not just about going, you know, it's not just about the people that go out there and and chancellors in the street or tell people to go back to where they're from Mm -hmm. it's about addressing the it's about addressing in in, in all of us i guess yeah exactly and we're seen as so different um as black people um and people seem to forget that black people have been in the uk for hundreds and hundreds of years it's not like we've just arrived and it's new like we're just as much part of British history as anyone else is so for us to always feel like we're being alienated um it's it's not nice yeah yeah I mean I've got family here that um on my mum's side of the family my all the way back to my great great grandma was born in the UK you know so it's a lot of my a lot of my history is in is in the UK um yeah people are telling me to go back to where I've come from so it's it's just yeah it's 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 disgusting that's the only word I've got for it yeah I mean you sometimes you sometimes sit there and wonder what what decade we're living in don't you it's, you know mm-hmm. I don't know it, it's uh like I mean but again we, we feel like it feels like this is a different thing that's happening now hopefully I mean hopefully as we've said, one of the key things is education. Yeah, um, definitely. 
Um, but it's, I think it, it involves everybody. And, you know, I don't know the, <laughs> I don't know the answer. Um, yeah. I'm sure no, it, I mean, well, like, I think the things you, you your organisation are doing fantastic. Um, I think Thank you. The, the community support, especially as well. And you talked about, you know, offering opportunities to people, offering skills, offering identity to people. Yeah. Um, again, and that's another thing, and why you know representation in um, in all aspects, whether it's film, TV, business world, is so important because it's important. That people want to be able to see people they can identify with. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I think you know empowering people, and for too long, I think we all know that for a long time, and even still now, you know. Um, black actors, you know, black characters in shows, you know, you, we're generally the, the baddie, the drug dealer, the the gangster, um, and you know, it, yeah. it's, it's obviously it's getting better, uh, but even in the aftermath of this, we've seen a lot of people within the the TV and film world come out and talk about the way they're treated behind the scenes still yeah even from shows that make a big deal about being inclusive and diverse well it so, was just the other day that was it yesterday or the day before i'm not too sure um i'm not sure if you've seen the video of bbc news um and one of the presenters actually used a, a racial slur on on air to describe what was said but why not just say that it was a racial slur rather than saying the actual word? Yeah. That's the BBC. Um, yeah. And then you've got shows like The X Factor. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen it. Um, it was, it was a, quite a few years ago now. She was called Misha B. Um, she was a really great singer and she came out about um, the racism that she experienced on The X Factor and, and lies that were told. And, you know, okay. Gary Barlow and came out and kind of confirmed that. Um, just, just even stereotypes, you know, being labelled the angry black woman, um, you know, called being a diva, causing a fuss backstage, being a bully, and it was all lies. But then that's ruined. Well, it did in the past ruined her reputation. Um, and these are these, you know, massive shows and, and massive networks that are openly um, all behind the scenes being racist um, and. Yeah, it's just it's just shocking, but at the same time, it's not because it just proves the point of, of systemic racism that that's still very much happening today. Yes, and I think that's like you said, yeah, the angry, the angry black woman trope or stereotype, yeah. if you want to call it, and that's something because obviously, um, again, that you know, women in general, anytime they are strong or stand up for themselves are labelled in a way that men aren't and then obviously it's even worse um, for black women it's, yeah I mean I've, I've definitely know. been labelled it before just for having just for speaking about something passionately um, and I'm oh, sorry don't have to get angry oh I'm not like don't, don't attack me and it's like I'm not attacking you yeah. I'm just speaking on something <laughs> passionately so and does that but then yeah. does that Obviously, that must play on your mind in the sense that you know that's going to be used to undermine anything you have to say. 
for yeah. you I guess yeah. then does that then like put you on on a sort of you know yeah, I mean, almost checking yourself in a way that if I'm having a debate with somebody I mm-hmm. you know as long as I don't start perhaps getting into personal insults yeah. you know, I'm not going to be dismissed because I get loud or frustrated or angry well you're you've got to bear that in mind when mm-hmm. you're as an, an, an addition not only have you got to make your point you know present your argument but you've got to stay calm while other people don't have to yeah I mean now I definitely don't care <laughs> um, but a, a few years ago I definitely said you know I was all I'd almost kind of suppress my true self to make others feel comfortable, yeah. whether that's in a work setting, um, you know, or just in a, a generic setting. It, I would look at my audience and, and look who I'm with. And if I don't know the people very well, um, I would definitely then, you know, think, okay, I've got to think about how I'm going to, how I'm coming across. And you do that anywhere, you know, you don't want to come across rude, of course. Um, but then, it's almost thinking, okay, so even though this particular thing that I'm going to say isn't rude, how do I say it to make sure that I'm not perceived in a way that, you know, I'm this angry, angry black girl. Um, and a lot of the time, I'm, I didn't even speak up on certain things, you know, in, in debates, in a debate setting or in a meeting setting. I just chose to just say nothing because I thought it's, it's easy for me to just sit here silent and say nothing mm. than to, to be labelled as something that I'm not. Um, and have that reputation on my back, um, you know, for the foreseeables. But um, definitely now, I'll, I don't, you know, mince my words. I'll say it how it is. Obviously, with respect. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, it's impacted on me on the past. And again, it's that thing, like, you know, if, if I, if I'm, uh, say, uh, employed by someone, and I'm acting angry and acting like a you know shouting and things and people will just say oh yeah that guy is just a a nasty piece of work Mm -hmm. but if you did it it would be like oh look yeah that's just a typical angry black woman yeah so again they they're using that you know to feed into a stereotype in a way that they wouldn't they wouldn't go oh well he's just a that's just a typical white guy and the yeah. white guy, it would be just that particular guy is unpleasant. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you, well, they would use, and you know, it could be that the person is unpleasant, but they would use that to feed the belief that their stereotype is correct. Yeah. So. Yeah. So true. So, obviously, I mean, this. Yeah, I'm sure we could. You know, spend hours covering. Yeah, and 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 obviously, um, I think you you probably get a part of what you're going to be doing going forward. Um, yeah. So onto that, obviously, you've we've talked about some of the things you've got going on, and obviously the things you're looking to get funding for. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you see, you know, yourself and the next gen movement in, say? you know, a year's time? What what are your hopes and plans, um, you know, for the organisation, but also on a personal level, or, you know, 
because I think I've seen you say before that yeah. your plan isn't to be involved in this, you know, forever, so to speak. Yeah, no, we, I mean, we, want, we, want, we hope that there's going to be a change and we don't have to do it forever. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, going forward, um, it's just kind of linking back to those four E's, but really making a big impact in each of them. Um, so the, the current five workshops that, we've, um, that we want to launch, that's a, that's a perfect starter. Um, but we also want to provide opportunities for uh, people that have uh, just come out of prison. So the people that are on the fringes of society that definitely do not get um, any uh, opportunities to have a second chance um, with education. So we really want to get into schools. Um, we're looking at doing a Black History Week. Um, so it's small, but it's a start. Um, a lot of the schools in Nottingham are actually academies, which means that they've actually got a lot of power to do whatever they want, basically, in terms yeah. of the curriculum. Um, so we really want to build relationships with those schools and the teachers in the schools um, and have a, an influence on the curriculum. Um, so that's something that's a, a longer term goal because um, that's um, it's going to be quite a big task for us to do. Um, but it's something that we're not scared of. Um, so yeah, definitely the tackling the curriculum, making sure that it's uh, more inclusive, um, you know, and there's a not just black history, but you know, incorporating um, black people into art, into music. Um, so you know, people feel like, and not just black people, you know, white people, Asian people, so they they can also educate themselves and they can also learn from a very young age. Um, with employability, so we really want to implement. Uh, workshops like I say on diversity go in and provide training for them that's something that we're really looking uh, and keen to do in the future um, lots and lots of workshops and projects um, so around again you know empowerment uh, and engagement um, what else uh, have a massive influence on the police as well so like I say we're in now we're in regular conversations with the police um, myself and uh, Janelle and Shanna have put ourselves forward to actually be um, involved in their training. So okay. they're new recruits, but also there are, you know, the, um, the you know, the, before you become a police, you could be voluntary, the community officers. Oh, the, the community support officers, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. So um, training for them as well. So we, we really want to start off by understanding what's already been done, what their training packs look like. What the presentations look like, um, asking the community their suggestions, so not just going in with ours, um, and helping them with the training really to make sure that it's right, to make sure that they're bringing the right people onto the police force, yeah. as well as continuously holding them to account and badgering them, if you like, to make sure that they're looking at who's already in their police force, um, who potentially is racist, and what they're doing about that. Um, and with the council as well, so we really want to work closely with the council. Um, they're going to help us with things like schools um, and potential future events that we want to put on um, for next year. So there's a lot really. Um, it's difficult to kind of put into just one sentence where yeah. we, we see ourselves going, but ultimately we just want to be a voice for the community. We're working on our website at the moment as well, which is almost ready. Um, and that's going to have all the information on as well as kind of a hub where people in Nottingham, more, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, you can go on the website, you can have a look at the hub 
and it's going to be information that's easily accessible for people whether it's legal advice um whether it's uh, mental health support um whether it's you know police documents or reports or um guiding people to understand you know what to do in this situation if you start by a police officer how should that conversation go um so yeah lots and lots of work lots of community work and lots of work with the, the people in in power um so yeah i hope that kind of answers that question. Just, just a couple of things <laughs> yeah it's a no. massive it's a massive piece but um yeah it, at the end of it, it all links into those four e's that i spoke about yeah. earlier yeah fantastic well it's i think it's, it's really inspiring and um pretty incredible seeing the work you're doing hopefully it can further uh continue to inspire and you know encourage people and obviously going forward as it as it grows as well as well i guess it's gonna um i don't know like you say you're already um, involved in working with other organizations but it's going to mm -hmm. take the involvement of of other people um yeah you know because you know the, the, the team of three um you know it's obviously gonna uh, it keep you know if, if the projects grow and things like that it's it's a it's going to need people with that same passion to support it and to engage and get involved um 100 yeah and 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 help you help you your team and you three make the difference um yeah um, it, we want to work with the youth as well to make yeah. sure that their voice is being heard and um because that's the whole point of this really they're the next generation and that's kind of why we've called it next gen movement yeah. um and you know we want to make sure that their voices are heard you know we take their ideas and suggestions and thoughts on board in every decision that we make as well yeah fantastic um excellent so before i i let you go um yeah obviously um as i said well we'll make sure there's a, a link up to the gofundme because i know it's no good trying to read them out because they're really weird long-winded <laughs> things but for people that do want to um to follow what next gen movement are doing mm -hmm. and to you know or, or to contact or engage with the team where are the best yeah. places to find uh, the, as you said the website will be soon but where are the best places or social media and that to, to follow yeah. and contact yeah so on facebook um it's uh, just next gen movement so a space in between each word um and it's basically a hub of and it gives you a full update on everything that we're up to as well as our instagram page um which is next gen movement underscore um there's also a link to the GoFundMe page on the Instagram and the Facebook page as well if you just want to donate to some of the community projects uh, that we're going to be working on as well as full details on those projects and things that we've been up to so far um we've also got an email address as well so you know if you've got any um inquiries any any questions um, or if you want to get in touch with us um, for, you know, an opportunity. I mean, we just put out there for um, uh, to be a, a counsellor. So if you're interested okay. in sort of politics um, counsellor, then we can offer you a mentor, et cetera. So that's just one of the examples to where um, we can offer support. 
Um, so if you wanted to get in touch with us by email, it's nextgenmovementuk at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, that's basically how you can get in touch with us. Like I said, we're working on the website, which um, should be done very soon. Um, and yeah, that's how you can get in touch with us. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for uh, taking out, taking time out to speak to me. Oh, it's, it's clear from this conversation that you're very busy. <laughs> Not so really, much, all right. <laughs> uh, so much going on. Um, again, I think it's it's fantastic what you're doing, and um, I know I've I've been following you. I, I think I first, I think the first I remember learning of the organisation was um, when the the Black Lives Matter ban- Black Lives Matter banner went up on the council house, yeah. uh, which yeah. I thought was incredible, and. I've, uh, obviously we've been in communication for a while trying yeah. to sort this and uh, it's been really interesting like I say uh, watching the sort of updates online seeing the different people you, you're talking to and uh, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what comes next so yeah, yeah no watch this space it's been yeah. it's been lovely speaking to you as well and Thank thanks for thanks for having me no worries uh, Excellent. and good luck with it all it's 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 great and i think it's exactly what the city needs So a massive, massive thank you there to Tyler Henry K. White for taking time to speak to me. As you can probably gather, the next year they are so busy at the moment. They're such a fast-paced organisation that they've got things going. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to support them. I'm glad to be able to speak to them and find out more. Do check them out on Facebook at Next Gen Movement UK. See what they're doing. If you can, please do support uh, their their funding campaigns to help put these workshops on that can make us such a difference to people's lives. And as I say, please, you know, show your support for this group. I think it's been said before. It's, it's now, it's not about uh, not being racist. It's about actively being anti-racist about calling out. It's about uh, seeing what's happening in the community, how, have a, you know, how education is. Uh, we need to f- tackle about, you know, the way, Black history um, is taught in British schools and and British history as well. And we need to talk, you know, that needs to improve. Uh, talk to your families, talk to your children. There's plenty of, uh, of material sources, documentaries. Some of them we talked about in the show out there. There's plenty of sources online that are sharing uh, how you can get access to that information. Uh, and if you can get down to... The square on saturday for the black lives matter march that's at 12 p.m so again thank you so much for tyler to tyler for speaking to us i've got nothing but the massive respect for all three of them and the work they've managed to do already you know prior to the the protests early this year next gen movement didn't exist it wasn't even from what i can gather an an idea they had and yet they've taken that forward they're meeting with organizations 
they're putting projects together it's fantastic and it's great to see it's something i think nottingham does brilliantly uh, these sort of you know community groups uh, and things like that and the way that the community works together so it's fantastic to see uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode hopefully you find it as interesting as i did being a part of it i uh, hope you've learned some new things hope you're going to go away and learn more and hopefully you're going to give your support to the next gen movement and we can help make things better uh i can't no new names to announce for episodes yet um if you want to keep an eye on us we'll be announcing some more on facebook as usual facebook.com forward slash ng digital or at ng digital uk on twitter uh, i'm working on a new website for ng digital and ng meets podcast at the moment that hopefully will be coming soon and that'll offer a new hub for all uh, episodes and links and things like that um as ever you can find us on all the usual podcast podcasting apps like google podcast spotify podbean podcast addict uh apple and google podcast things like that we're available everywhere please share this podcast about please check out some of our pod, past podcasts if you've not heard them and uh let us know who you'd like to hear on the show. We're coming up to episode 50 soon as well, so we're trying to put something together special for that. It's been quite a, an up and down ride, but that's and we've got some great people we are speaking to, so hopefully some great shows coming up for you. We will announce as soon as we can, but obviously uh, I don't like to say anything too early because things can change, especially you know given the current circumstances. But thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoyed this. Please spread the word. Let us know what you think. Uh, like, follow the podcast on whatever app, subscribe to it on whatever app you're using. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of NG Meets. For now, that's all. Goodbye.